Yes, and your life counts, and enthusiasm definitely makes the difference. Hello and welcome. You're live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. Hope everybody's doing well this evening, faring well. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we have fun together, we learn together, and we encourage one another. On the Sudden Eye Impact Show, we discuss a variety of topics such as, but not limited to, 100% personal responsibility, 100% accountability, accountability partners, mentorship, the power of belief, the power of thought, the power of expectation, the power of words, consciousness, awareness, the power of words, being of service, being becoming the observer, creativity, innovation, visionary leadership, entrepreneurship, goal setting and goal attainment, imagination, visualization, emotionalization, economic empowerment, relationships, the power of partnerships, belief systems, decision-making, the mind, success, self-concept, self-image, and focus, just to name a few. On our show, we share concepts, principles, processes, and systems that work when you work them, that deliver good and great results. Our show's vision, mission, purpose, and intention is to discuss and deliver simple, basic, fundamental ways to help everyday people experience more fulfillment, satisfaction, enrichment, enjoyment, health, mental health, awareness, and overall peace through utilizing your own brilliant mind and all other latent resources that lie dormant within you. The Sudden Eye Impact Show is spiritual, inspirational, and motivational, expressing electrifying, powerful, and transformational content that anyone can take, learn, and apply consistently in any area of their life to either change their life for the better or to change their life for the best. On today, we're going to be talking about relationships, relationships, relationships. And I'm going to start off by talking about your relationship with yourself. Um... This may seem taboo or minute, but it actually is the catalyst and holds the keys to almost everything. Let me say that again. It may seem taboo or minute, but this actually holds the keys to everything. Your relationship with yourself is vital and critical, and it is a catalyst to everything in your life. Similar to your self-image. It is maybe not visible, sort of invisible, but the repercussions, the consequences, the results, the outcomes, the output from it are clearly visible. So let's examine this. Your relationship with yourself. How do you feel about yourself? It's reflected because it's projected on the screen of space, and others can see how you treat yourself. What do you think about yourself, like at the core level? What are your thoughts around who you think you are, who you are, and who you actually are? What are your beliefs about yourself? This is this is deep work here. What are your beliefs about yourself? Like when you look into the mirror, what do you see? When you get up close to the mirror and you look into your soul, what do you see? 
when I ask you, what do you believe about yourself? What I'm trying to indicate, what I'm trying to trigger, what I'm trying to reveal, what I'm trying to get you to express is on a deep, unconscious mind level, subjective mind level, subconscious mind level. What do you really believe about yourself? Do you have empowering beliefs about yourself? Or do you have disempowering beliefs about yourself? An example of an empowering belief, I am enough. An example of a disempowering belief, I am not enough. See, what you believe about yourself controls everything else. Exu-duplicate kind, similar to your self-concept of yourself and your self-image of yourself. Basically, this is controlling every other thing about yourself. And the reason that I want to talk about empowering beliefs and disempowering beliefs is so that we can get to a root cause analysis. See, if you're under the illusion, and it is an illusion, that the things that you don't like about yourself, or let's call it defects, are holding you back, that's an illusion. Another illusion is if you think that something outside of yourself is controlling your life, that's another illusion. You're going to have to shatter those disempowering beliefs in order to begin to move forward. One of the things that's so powerful, and we use it, it's a tool, it's a resource, it's part of the sixth sense is our memory. See, when we're sitting there in the mirror or when we're having self-reflection or we're having an internal monologue, internal dialogue, auto-suggestion, inner conversations, we're beating ourselves up and all of this is being recorded by our unconscious mind, our subjective mind, and our subconscious mind. That's why I'm piggybacking on this and talking about our relationship with ourselves. Everything starts and stops with us. If we do not take care of ourselves, it is virtually impossible for us to take care of anything or anybody else. So it is time out for discussing the things that we don't like about ourselves blowing them up, making them larger than what they are. These so-called defects are being made larger than our life. What we must do is we must come to grips with ourselves and understand that there will always be conditioning, habits, physical things, mental things, according to what we believe, also spiritual things that we don't like about ourselves. That's okay. But we shouldn't let these things hinder us and stop us from reaching our full potential 
or living the life and lifestyle that we incarnate, incarnated to be, to do, and to have. It's okay to identify something that we wish was a little bit better or a lot better, but don't let that thing stop us. So the first relationship that we have to heal is our relationship with ourselves. We must begin to love ourselves. We must begin to have compassion on ourselves. We must begin to attempt to thoroughly understand ourselves. Because if we don't understand ourselves, then no one else can understand us. So we have to come to grips with who we are and find a common theme, a common thread, get down to the root, get down to the core of who we are. Because in a spiritual sense, we are perfect. We have no flaws. But if we look at it from the physical standpoint, and from a fleshly standpoint, we identify all types of flaws. Now, with that being said, I mentioned before that we should not allow that to stop us or hinder us or slow us up from reaching our full potentials because we have gifts, we have talents, we have abilities in us, and we have come here to be of service to others and serve our community. But if we're constantly hung up on this defect, that defect, defect, and other defects, we are constantly occupying our mind through habitual conditioning, keeping ourselves stuck and staying in that state of woe is me. We need to flip that, you know? We need to go from self-hate to self-love. We need to begin to appreciate ourselves. We need to begin to praise ourselves for the good things that we do and the milestones that we accomplish. Maybe we don't hit our big goal because we don't feel worthy or we don't feel deserving of it. These are things that you're going to have to begin to work with and work through, and you're going to have to heal and restore your relationship with yourself. You're going to have to go from I am not enough to I am enough. You're going to have to go from hating yourself to loving yourself. You have to go from hating yourself to liking yourself and continue to travel to love yourself and then continue to travel forward and unconditionally love yourself. You're going to have missteps. You're going to make mistakes. Everything's not going to go your way. Every day is not going to be a perfect day. Everything's not going to be hunky-dory. But for you to continuously and habitually beat yourself up is pointless. It's not going to change anything for the better. It's going to keep things the same, but a higher percentage chances make those things worse. So the first relationship that we need to deal with is our relationship with ourselves. We need to get help, uh, seek counseling, begin to heal ourselves, because you're going to have to come back to loving yourself, like in the beginning in your genealogy, in your genesis. Before you knew about all the stuff that was wrong with you, you loved yourself unconditionally because you didn't know any better. You hadn't learned all the bad stuff that the world teaches you. So the first relationship that has to receive restoration, uh, you have to practice the, allow the allowance of healing and restoration and 
go through the maturation process to, of maturing and coming to grips with liking and loving yourself unconditionally is your relationship with yourself. Now, you heal your relationship with yourself by how you treat yourself, how you speak to yourself, how you take action when you feel like you make a mistake or you have a misstep or you have a blunder. You know, you have to be kind with yourself. You have to be gentle with yourself. You're going to have to show appreciation and love for yourself before anyone else can do it. So it is an essential thing. It is a must. It is a non-negotiable that you heal and restore your relationship with yourself. Second relationship I want to discuss is your relationship with money. Your relationship with money is cradled to the grave. So from the time that you come out the womb and actually before, while you were in the womb, you began a journey with money. Now, some in the world or most in the world will cast their beliefs on you, um, will silently deposit their beliefs in you about the topic, the subject, the matter of money. And you will be taught that money is evil. You'll be taught a lot of things, a lot of negative things, a lot of so-called bad things about money. But money actually is just a tool, is a resource, is a form of energy that is actually not good or bad. It's the action that's taken with the tool or resource that determines whether it's good or bad. And the terminology I prefer to use is accurate or inaccurate. You know, um, kind of want to get away from good and bad. Um, the more beneficial way to describe it is accurate and inaccurate. So if you take an inaccurate action with money, more than likely you will get an inaccurate end outcome or result. If you take an accurate action with money, more often than not, you will get a positive end, positive output, positive outcome, positive result, if that makes sense. So what I would say is to avoid all the torture, you're going to have to deep dive and go into your core, and you're going to have to begin to identify what are your beliefs about money. Um, I would like to mention that from the last trimester of your mom's pregnancy through age zero to seven, and to some people even up to the age of nine, there are certain beliefs, certain expectations, certain subtle things that's been taught to you about money. And what you have to do is you have to go back into your programming, your conditioning, and you have to identify all beliefs 
not in your conscious mind, but in your subconscious mind, your subjective mind, or your unconscious mind to see what you really believe about money. Because what you really believe about money is projected on the screen of space and it shows up in the external world and everybody can see what's going on with you and your relationship with money. So you're going to have to heal, repair, and restore your relationship with money. And that's by identifying your beliefs about money, not on the conscious level, but at the core level, at the deep level, the subconscious mind level, the unconscious mind level, the subjective mind level. You know, what are your beliefs? Like, do you believe that money is hard to come by? Do you believe that you can't hold on to money? Do you believe that you just can't keep money? Do you believe that you don't know how to manage money? Do you believe that money is evil? Do you believe that money's hard to come by? Do you believe that money's hard to keep? These are just examples. I'm not saying you believe this, but these are the things that you got to find out about because thoughts are everywhere. There's thoughts getting in you all day, every day by radio, by television, by billboards, by uh, family members, by relatives, by co-workers, supervisors, bosses. As you go to and from, things are getting in you, and you have to identify what these things are, and you have to evict these things if they're not yours or you don't believe in them or they are not serving you. That is why I'm talking about healing, repairing, and restoring your relationship with money because your relationship with money is cradled to to the grave and is going to impact every area of your life. So if you are right now in a disposition where you're in a lot of debt, uh, you have negative emotions, you know, when you receive your paycheck or as you pay a bill or when you receive money or you purchase groceries or you go pay your electric bill, you go pay your water bill or you go pay your rent or you go pay your mortgage, you're going to have to work with your stuff. You're going to have to get your emotions in check. You're going to have to identify your beliefs and then you're going to have to utilize the law of polarity. If you're having these negative emotions, you could also have a positive emotion. And until you switch from negative to positive, you're going to consistently have this conflict with this subject, with this physical thing called money. Now, we know in this modern society that you do have to have money because money is a means of communication to and from. It's not an ending of itself, but you do have to have money and you have to circulate it. You have to use it. You have to utilize it to get services that you require in this three-dimensional world. So that's why I'm saying you're going to have to work through your stuff, meaning working through your beliefs about money, working through your thoughts about money, working through your conditioning and programming around money, working with your expectations around money, working with what you've been taught about money or not taught about money. You're going to have to increase your faith level around the subject or topic of money 
All these things are necessary. All these things are essential. All these things must happen. Otherwise, you are going to live a very challenge-driven life, all because you have a misunderstanding or misinterpretation around the subject of money. Now, let me say this again. Money in and of itself is not good or bad. It's a tool or resource. Now, you can take inaccurate actions with it, or you can take accurate actions with it. And through your actions consistently, your habits, your habitual actions with it will determine your output, your end, your outcome, your result. The third relationship that I want to inquire about and let you know that you're going to have to Check your ego, swallow your pride, see where you're at, and bridge the gap. Your relationships with your parents. Um, some people's parents, and I want to be sensitive and I want to be real cautious in how I say this. Um, some people may have, parents may have passed on, and then some people may have one parent still present. Your relationship with your parents is another critical, pivotal, important relationship. If you are in high conflict with a parent, that can create blockage in multiple areas in your life, hinder you, you know, in your career, your health. Um, your finances, which is your relationship with money, um, your ability to communicate effectively with others and serve your community. See, everything is connected. You know, whether you believe it or not, this is still a truth. Oneness. You know, there is no separation. There is not two. It, it's oneness. So all the things that I'm talking about are relevant, are important are matter of fact. This is the real stuff. And then through working through this stuff, I mean, don't just take it because I'm saying it. I'm saying study it out. Research it out. Prove it in your own life. Find out how reality works. Back to your relationship with your parents. Um, everything is relevant. And, and I'm saying if you really desire success, whatever that means to you, if you are in conflict with your parents or a parent, it will behoove you uh, by any means necessary to go into the law and the art of forgiveness and try to repair and restore and advance that relationship. Now, there's consequences, negative consequences, if you do not do this. But there's also positive consequences if you do do this. Because if you restore a relationship with your parents or a parent, I guarantee you opportunities will begin to open up for you that were always there visibly, but there was some blockage. There. For some reason, you might not have been able to see it physically uh, with your cells of recognition through your eyes. But if you will 
Check your ego. Swallow your pride for the good of all concern and repair and restore and harmonize that relationship. I guarantee you there will be positive consequences that come out of it. Promotions, uh, better health, um, healthier relationships with coworkers, uh, perfect strangers, uh, your neighbors. Everything is connected. You know, you can believe this or not believe it, but it's still true. Disharmony in one relationship filters out to other relationships. It may not make sense, but it makes faith. I'm telling you. It's in everyone's best interest to practice the law of forgiveness or the vacuum law of forgiveness. When you do this, when you clean up stuff, I mean, things begin to clear up. I mean, it's almost like magic. Things begin to happen. Things begin to happen when you do this. The next relationship that I want to uh, move on to is how are your relationships with your siblings? You know, you have a brother or sisters or all sisters, all brothers. Um, if you are the only child, it's a little bit different. But I'm mainly talking to, you know, those that have a brother or sister or all sisters or all brothers, you know, is that relationship serving you or is it not serving you? Is there conflict? Um, if there's conflict, I want you to be the bigger person and do every single thing that you can to repair and restore and advance that relationship. Be the bigger person. Turn the other cheek. You know, because out of this, doors will open, gates will open, opportunities will become visible. I'm telling you, the law of forgiveness, the vacuum law of forgiveness, whatever you want to call it, the spiritual law, things will definitely open up for you. So whatever y'all's differences are, forget about it. You know, give them the handshake and let them know, hey. I don't know if it was your fault or my fault. It makes no difference to me. I want us to have harmony. I want us to have peace. I want us to be able to have family gatherings, so on and so forth. Just be the bigger person and dissolve it. You know, if they choose not to receive it on their end, that's not on you. But if you step on the plate, step up to the plate, and uh, become vulnerable and put yourself out there and you try to heal it, um, believe me there'll be a certain momentum established for you and opportunities will begin to open up for you. There'll be positive consequences that happen to and through you. I promise you. The next relationship, um, everyone knows that for the most part, you can only be impacted by your inner circle. There's even actually a, a saying, you know, if you count on your hand, the five people that you hang around, add all y'all's incomes up and divide it by five. Um, so I know everyone had childhood friends or best friend, you know, coming up from childhood, childhood, or middle school or high school, um, people that you consider friend or who you graduated college with, you know, during these different stages of life, you know, 
how are those relationships? You know, do y'all contact each other? Is everything still on the up and up? Even if y'all don't communicate consistently, I know social media is out there. Most people touch bases or they link back up, so on and so forth. And what I what I'm getting at is every relationship that you had, try to make sure that that relationship is in good standing and on good terms, that it's in harmony, that it's harmonizing. Whatever you got to do, just do it to put the relationship back in a positive state. And I'm telling you, as you do this, things will begin to clear up for you. I'm talking about debt, you know. If you're always in debt, you're always under the gun, you're always having a financial crunch, so on and so forth, you can trace it back to disharmony in a relationship somewhere. It, 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 go, it boils down to many different things. It could be sadness. It could be guilt. It could be anger towards a person through certain experiences. I'm telling you, practice the law of forgiveness and dissolve it. You'll find yourself reducing debt and getting out of debt. What I'm trying to tell you is that you can ill-inform Ill inform to be, you can ill-afford to be in disharmony with others because it blocks up energy. It clogs up energy. It hinders you. This is where all this stuff comes from. The confusion, the chaos, the discombobulation, the debt, the continuous cycles of debt, poverty. All of this stuff is linked to relationships because doing business is communication, is relationships. So when there's breakage, there's uh, uh, things are cut off, that's what blocks flows, flows of energy, flows of money, flows of opportunities, so on and so forth. And these hindrances are blocking the exact things that were meant and intended to happen to and through you to bring the blessings, to keep you in a harmony state, keep you in the flow state, keep you in an auto-telling. That's what's going on. The energy is being clogged. The energy is being blocked. And so that's why you're continually and perpetually having disharmony in relationships, uh, constantly... Um, in debt or in uh, financial hardship or financial disharmony with the person that you borrowed money from. These things are real, and these are the reason that these things are happening. But what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get in tune with the law of forgiveness, the vacuum law of forgiveness, and, and getting clarity and becoming clear about what you want and practicing the law of forgiveness to clear up a lot of the blockage. I'm telling you, it might sound crazy, but it's in your best interest to get each relationship in good standing. I would go all out, whether the person receives it or not. If you do it on your end, that's all you need to do to clear up the channels on your side. 
The next relationship that I want to talk about is the relationships since you've been an adult. You know, it may only be a couple, but, you know, you you began a friendship with someone, uh, y'all hung out, or y'all used to do hobbies together and so on and so forth. I'm asking what is the state of that relationship? It may have been a person that you... Um, you went to college with or you started your first professional job with or you still might be in the same job with them. It's okay if y'all don't hang out every day, but if y'all used to hang out, I'm asking what is the state of that relationship? Whoever was connected to you or tied with you that spent any large amounts of time with you, that is a relationship. So, even if y'all are not on those same terms, is that relationship still in good standing? If not, I would go back and get that relationship in good standing. Why? Because there could be blockage there. So it's worth the risk to look like a fool for a while, for a season, to clear it up on your end. Why? Because then clearing that up will begin to open up opportunities for you for investments, I mean advancements, um, promotions, uh, uh, get out of debt, uh, so on and so forth. Because remember, money is communication. Everybody understands money, no matter what um, denomination they are. Everybody understands money. It can be Asian, Hispanic, African-American, foreigner. Everybody understands money. So money is communication. And when you do business, when you transact business, you have to communicate. And money is communication. You're supposed to do business. So in order to do business, you have to communicate. As you communicate, which is relationships, that's how money flows. The next relationship I want to talk about is relationship with spouse or significant other. If you're married, do you enjoy coming home from work? Or do you just like the day, the part of the day when you're at work? Nothing's cast in stone, but if you hate going home and you married, or you have a significant other, it's time to seek help because maybe you all are not in the right relationship. And if you're not in the right relationship, things can't flow. The natural ebbs and flows won't happen. And so both of y'all will remain in the same predicament, same condition, same situation. So the best thing to do, instead of ruining your entire life, is to seek help, seek wise counsel, seek spiritual and mental counsel to see what is the root cause, what is the root cause issue, to see if it's reconcilable or not. Because if it's not reconcilable and both parties are not willing to put in the work, the necessary work to resolve a matter, get past the matter, and then advance, then it's it's conclusive that no growth or no progress won't happen. 
So rather than ruining your entire life, it may be time to look at other avenues because we're all meant to come here and reach our full potential. Now, that's what the, the goal is. That's what the target is. That's what the objective is. But whether it, ha- whether it happens or not, it's totally on each individual. I mean, you can't blame somebody outside yourself if you don't reach your full potential. It's all on you. It's 100% responsibility. It's 100% accountability. You have to manage your mind. You have to manage your speech. You have to manage your beliefs, your thoughts, your expectations, and your actions and inactions. Uh, there's a positive and negative consequence for everything. So back to the relationship with the spouse or significant other. Um, if these things have been going on for an extended period of time, you know, beyond, you know, six months, it's time to reevaluate things, reassess things, uh, find some common ground to see if y'all can get back on the same page and, you know, if y'all's um, objectives, targets, goals are still the same, you know, if y'all understand each other, is there a miscommunication? Um, is there disharmony because of an act? Whatever the case may be, you either have to dissolve it sensibly and rectify the situation or the the relationship will have to be dissolved for the betterment of all, all concerned so you guys can begin to begin to bear fruit again. Because just standing there stuck and miserable and stuff is not working is not the right thing to do because each of you were meant to reach your full potential, to be of service, to do something that only each of you can do. So get counseling, um, get help, get a mentor, someone that can dissect the problem, break it down, not, not blaming one another, or this person or that person, but help y'all get back on the right step, right order to move forward. And if that's not possible, then it's time to do something totally different. The next relationship I want to talk about is relationship with your neighbors. Um, We're all put here to serve in some capacity, you know, um, Some people have larger assignments. Some people have medium assignments. Some people have small assignments. But we're all supposed to uh, serve our community. We're supposed to make a contribution. Uh, We're supposed to practice philanthropy. Um, We're supposed to operate out of love and by the golden rule, you know, treating people the same way you want to be treated if you was in whatever disposition. I mean, just treat people the way you always want to be treated in any given situation. So I want to know, how are you doing with that? You know, are you friendly with your neighbors? Do you know your neighbors? So on and so forth. Why is this important? This is important because if you don't know your neighbors, that could be opportunities that you're missing. You know, maybe he owns a, a Fortune 100 company 
or maybe he's a CEO at a Fortune 500 company. It could be a job opportunity, or maybe you have a relative or you have a friend that's been out of work during the um, pandemic that needs a job. See, everything is about networking. Everything is about communication. Everything is about relationships. That's why I'm talking about healing, repairing, and restoring relationships, growing relationships. You know, money comes through people. If so, if you need money, you require money, you desire money, it's going to have to come through a person. It's not going to fall out of the sky. That's what I'm trying to illustrate to you. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. That's what I'm trying to communicate. That's what I'm trying to convey to you. Everything is about communications. Everything is about relationships. Monies flow through relationships. Transacting business is communication. So get to know your neighbors. I mean, if you don't know your neighbors, I get it if you've only been living there, you know, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I totally get it. I get it. You're shy. Uh, you're taken back or whatever the excuse may be. I'm saying get to know your neighbors. Let them know who you are. Let them know what you do. You know, in this, I'm telling you, you will find opportunities. There's opportunities all around us, but we're, we got on blinders and we can't see. We're doing the same thing every day. We're traveling to and from work the same exact way. Switch up your routes. See something different. You might run into somebody. You never know. Opportunities are all around us. Opportunities are all around us. The next relationship I want to move into, how is your relationship with your boss? I have clients that that uh, even recently and in the past, and it happens all the time, you know, they tell me, oh, yeah, my boss just doesn't like me. And I'm like, what makes you say that? Oh, I was overlooked for the promotion. And my question is, were you really overlooked for the promotion? These are your thoughts. These are your internal thoughts. These are your inner thoughts. These are your inner monologues. These are your inner dialogues. This is your inner self-talk. This is your auto-suggestion. This is your inner conversations. Your boss reacts to you by how you react to yourself. So you're putting those thoughts on the screen of space that your boss overlooked you for the promotion. So your boss is saying, oh, he's not even interested in position. I'm not even going to consider him. You're putting those thoughts into the ethers. Change your thinking and you will change your life. Every thought is relevant. You're responsible for managing your mind. You are responsible for identifying what is in your subconscious mind. You are responsible for kicking out anything that you do not desire to be present in your subconscious mind. So the example of your boss overlooking you for a promotion, if that has really happened, truly happened, it happened first in your imagination through your inner conversations, your internal monologue, your internal dialogue, your self-talk and your auto-suggestion. You created it first. No situation can be drawn to you unless you draw it to you. So your boss overlooking you was because you created it. 
That's what I'm talking about. 100% responsibility, 100% accountability. You did it. It's on you. Now reverse it. Now change it. Go back in and re-engineer that thing. Go back in and change that thing. Transform that thing. So go back in there and think, hey, the next promotion that comes up, my boss is going to consider me. It's like a done deal. And believe that. Just just stick with it until you can believe it, until you feel it. Just stick with it. Just ride with it. And I guarantee you, if a situation comes up for a promotion and you apply, don't just think that something's going to happen by osmosis. You have to apply for it. Then you'll be considered for it. And if you stick with that and really believe that, you'll get the promotion. I guarantee it. That's how it works. You have to figure out how reality works. That is how it works. You're putting all this stuff out through your imagination, through your self-talk, your auto-suggestion, your inner conversations, your internal monologue, monologue, and your internal dialogue. You're putting this stuff out into the atmosphere, into the ethers. You're projecting it on the screen of space, and it's being broadcast and transmuted into the three-dimensional world. That's how it happens. So it's important to understand how reality works. Now, back to this boss thing. Another thing that I would advise you on, in your current role, have you maximized everything? Absolutely not. So why don't you write down three to five things every day that you can do better on your, in your current role on your job? How about that? And then start working that thing with all your might for the next 30, 60, 90 days. And then when the promotion comes up, apply for it and see what happens. How about that? The boss is going to go with whoever he can trust, whoever operates in integrity, and whoever makes his job easier. That's the reason why when you come to a job, they put you through training. They take you through the basics so they can see who has a work ethic, who has the stick-to-itiveness, who, who can pass the persistence test. Those are the people that they're looking to promote. And one who knows how to learn knows enough. <clears throat> it's not about talent. It's about work ethic. It's about perseverance. It's about persistence. It's about will, willing yourself to win, willing yourself to victories. That's what bosses like. Bosses like, people that are going to make their jobs easier, people that are not going to be problems. So your relationship with your boss is critical. All right? The next relationship is uh, with your supervisor, and it's similar to the boss, the big boss, you know, your direct report, whoever you report to. You know, can they trust you? You know, are you loyal? Are you dependable? Are you reliable? Are you trustworthy? You know, do you keep your word? Are you on time? You know, on time means 15 minutes early to right on time. You know, do you uh, miss days work? You know, do you give it your all while you're there? Or are you loafing? You know, these are the things that build and destroy relationships. That's what I'm saying. You're the person that's supposed to manage your mind. Everybody knows, I don't really like to use the words right and wrong, but everyone knows instinctively 
what the accurate thing to do is and what the inaccurate thing is to do. And so by saying that, you have to be awake, you have to be alert, and you have to be applying yourself at all times. Like your hour lunch or 30-minute lunch, that's your time, you know, to take a break, let go. But when you get back to work, you get back to performing, you get back to producing, you get back to creating output, creating results, creating out- outcomes. You know, that that's what it's about. And see, when you do that, you will, you will cultivate, nurture, and foster a healthy relationship with your supervisor. Then he, he or she will see you as dependable and trustworthy and that they can count on you. Um, that will remain as a healthy relationship. So when time for promotion or opportunities spring forth, they will have you in mind, hey, I have the perfect person for that. Hey. He's worked for me for, you know, 12 months, 18 months, two years, three years. You know, I could always count on him, you know. Uh, doesn't cause any problems. He's easy to work with, so on and so forth. I'm telling you, relationships is everything. Some people think that, you know, money in the bank is security or money in investments. You know, that's good in its right place, and I'm not speaking against that, but I'm telling you, relationships are everything relationships are everything relationships are everything the next relationship that I want to talk about relationships with your coworkers. do you cultivate nurture and foster a healthy relationship with your coworkers? Uh, because healthy environments successful environments Money flowing is, is is done through teamwork. You know, there's a saying, money making is a team job or teamwork. You know what I mean? Teamwork makes the dream work. See, when you're in an environment that's contentious, it's restricted, it's constricted, it's tight, it's frustrating, it's highly stressful, so on and so forth, that's because communication not right the relationships are not right there's disharmony this person don't like this person or this person's against this person or this group is against that group this team is against that team or this team's trying to outdo this team in negative connotations guarantee you when you drill down to the meat of the matter of misunderstandings or misinterpretations communication is involved that's why I say be a peacemaker. Use use the tool that's in your tool belt, the law of forgiveness. Be a person that can resolve conflict. I'm telling you, you'll climb up the ladder faster than your head can spin. When you can resolve conflict, you, you'll separate yourself from the crowd. Why? Because most people don't want to deal with conflict. I will not operate in a contentious environment without wholeheartedly giving everything I got to bring peace to the situation or peace the situation professionally and peacefully. Whatever the difference is, people are going to always have differences. But I'm not going to let that create a contentious environment for myself and my team. 
I'm going to come to the drawing board, come to the table. How can we resolve this? I mean, each side might have to give a little, or each person might have to give a little. But one of the things is there will be open communication. There will be respect for everybody that's involved. And through that, I believe that sensibly we can work through the situation and we can resolve our differences. A person that can resolve conflict will climb the ladder in any job. Guarantee you. Why? Because nine out of ten people are going to run from the conflict. Only one's going to step up to the plate and try to resolve the conflict. So it's important to have healthy relationships with your team members, with your coworkers, or your work group, work team, whatever you may call it. I know everybody's in different fields. This is very, very important. And let me say this. If you can muster the courage to be able to resolve conflict, you'll separate yourself from the crowd easily, and you'll be thought about for promotions and other opportunities. Guaranteed. The last relationship that I want to talk about is the relationship with the universe or the world, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to say universe because the universe is big. Um, relationship with the universe. Do you understand the universal laws? Do you understand spiritual principles? Do you understand natural principles? Do you understand natural law? you know, the natural ebbs and flows of life. You know, you can look around you, um, all around you. You can see the the flowers blossoming uh, in season. You can see the trees, you know, how the leaves flourish. You can see how when it changes season, the leaves fall. I mean, everything has a cycle. Everything has a cycle. So if you are not awake and you're not aware of all this that's going on, you have put yourself in a compromising disposition. And what I mean by that is that that creates a situation where you're blaming stuff outside of yourself and you don't really understand that you are the chief operative power, that you are the chief executive officer, that you are the chief financial officer, that you are your own business, you are your own entity. So you've been, you got like blinders, you got, you got scales on your eyes, but you need to take them off so you can see. If you just go and look at nature, you can see that everything has ebbs and flows. Everything. Everything. You know, you can look at a, a, a natural thing like, look at the gas prices. For the most part, for the most part, the, the gas prices stay the same. They fluctuate at different intervals, but it's usually like during the holiday seasons or something happens. But for the most part, eight out of the 12 months, nine out of the 12 months, the price is going to be the same. That's consistency, and that's how nature, the universe, and everything works. You just got to look at it. You know, you can evaluate it in different places. You know, look at the birds, you know. Uh, look at the water, how it replenishes itself. I mean, there's natural ebbs and flows to everything, so you have to get into the flow. So your your relationship with the universe has to be in harmony. If it's in disharmony, that's why you're stuck. That's why you're having a hard time. That's why you're having challenges in multiple areas. It's because you don't understand how reality works. But if you begin to study it out, 
Put it on paper. Prove it to yourself. Don't take it because I'm saying it. Don't take it just because I'm saying it. Study it out and prove it to yourself. You know? You were put here to be of service. When you be of service, what you require naturally comes to you. I'm going to challenge some people on the air tonight. Go into your closet and pick out the stuff that you haven't worn for a while and just give it away. By law, that same space that used to be occupied by the old clothes at some point will be filled up with new clothes. It's called the law of vacuum. It works every single time. When you begin to, to declutter and clean out stuff and just get clarity, nimbleness of mind and focus and concentration, it's amazing what happens in your life. That's why I'm telling you, relationships is everything. Go back and heal these relationships. Turn the other cheek. Do whatever you got to do. Go back and heal these relationships. First relationship, the most important relationship, healing relationship with yourself. Go back to the drawing board. Work out whatever you got to work out. Cut out what don't belong. Begin to like and love yourself and then unconditionally love yourself. Begin to believe in yourself, totally believe in yourself. Get your confidence back. Get your juice back. And just watch how things just clear up. And it's not like you've done an amazing feat. You just simply went back to the drawing board and unblocked all the different blocks that was blocking energy from flowing in and out. That's essentially what you've done. And just amazing things happen. It's really not amazing things. It's natural things that would have happened, but you wasn't aware. You wasn't conscious of it. You wasn't cognizant of it. So because of your lack of awareness, and you had all these negative things on your consciousness, it couldn't happen. But the moment that you clear it up and make space and then focus on the things that you do desire instead of what you don't desire, you give them right to move into your life. And that's the way it works. And if you go back to that same old consciousness, that same old, negativity and stuck stuff will come right back into your life. So you got to clear it out and keep it cleared out and keep flourishing, prospering, and thriving, you know? Manage your mind. Manage your words. Set goals. Set objectives. Heal your relationships. Everything happens through relationships. Everything happens through relationships. No one can do anything by themselves. Any medium-scale, large-scale goal it has to involve others and set up that way for a reason so no one can be left out. That's what it is. So we talked about relationships today. Um, may seem minute, might seem small, but I guarantee you, if you go back and study this out, <clears throat> apply yourself, integrate the content that was being expressed today, implement it, appropriate it, I guarantee you, you'll change your life like clockwork, with the quickness. You have been live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee. Um, you guys can reach me through BBS Radio. Uh, 
You can also go to my website, www.schoolofselftransformation.com. They have where you can go on there and sign up uh, for a no-cost-to-use strategy session. Um, I have two different shows going on, this show, the Sutton Eye Impact show, and then the sophomore project, uh, The Experience, uh, where we talk about uh, spiritual phenomena, physical phenomena, material phenomena. I mean, it's great content out there. There's a lot of great content that's being expressed, but it does not matter about the content if you don't work the principles. The people that work the principles, the people that um, operate within the law, they're flourishing, they're thriving, they're prospering, they're being successful, they're being bountiful. I mean, they're bringing heaven to earth. But the people that continue to ignore the principles, the laws, and, you know, don't operate in harmony uh, with the laws of the universe, with the universe, with nature, they repetitively get stuck. And it's a vicious cycle, but this is the way it is. There is nothing better that you can do than studying, investing in yourself like you invest in your job, improving this stuff to yourself. The principles work. Figure out how reality works, and I'm telling you, the sky really is the limit. No one can stop you but you. No one can stop you but you. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care how long you've been in that situation. I don't care how dire it is. You can change your life, literally. You can change your life by beginning to work the principles. The time frame does not matter, but you have to start somewhere. Yes, there is a gestation period. But if you begin to work on yourself like you work on your job or um, just taking opportunities to advance yourself and educate yourself about how life really works, your life is going to change. It does not matter if it takes one month, it takes one year, it takes five years. Your life will change for the better and change for the best. You have been live on the Sudden Eye Impact Show with your host, Lee. Until the next time, keep walking by faith.